0: So if you've started a coaching business and you want to know exactly when is the right time to delegate and outsource tasks and what tasks to delegate, this is the podcast for you. Take some notes and it's going to be very useful. So you've been thinking about delegating tasks, you've been thinking about outsourcing tasks, you want to like have more free time to do the things that are highest impact activities for you. Let me tell you that in this podcast, I wanna break it down into the different phases. I wanna make it simple, easy for you to understand. And if you blindly follow the the principles I'm gonna share with you in this podcast, you can save a lot of money, you can save a lot of time, a lot of energy, and you can get a lot more better quality work done because of this particular framework. Okay, so let's get started and understand what are the different kinds of tasks that you can actually outsource. See, you can outsource design work, you can outsource video editing work, you can outsource uh, website design work, you can outsource funnel building work, you can outsource advertising, you can also outsource uh, branding and PR and multiple other things. So in a knowledge business, if you're starting off today, and especially if you're somebody who does not have a big cash flow and stuff, my recommendation to you here is to not to outsource all the tasks in the first stage of the business so that you get hands on. Now the only area that I would like you to think about outsourcing is design because if you have to like learn Photoshop and understand the nuances of design and aesthetics and stuff it's going to take a lot of time and rather give it to a designer who can design all the basic stuff for you and who can do it faster and it's better to pay for design work to be done because you may not be an expertise in design. Like in my case when I started off since I had some experience in Photoshop I designed my own boxes I designed my own logos and got everything done on my own without having to depend on anyone. And I saved a lot of costs on that. Now it is not a cost, but later on when I realized that I had to you know, improve my brand image, then I outsourced it to some of the best of the best designers who I paid more than four to five times of the industry rates to give me like the top-notch quality design, uh, like an international standard, uh, world-class flavor look and feel. So back to the point, in the initial start of your journey, do not outsource anything except design meaning get your logo designed get your product boxes designed get your uh, basic website uh, elements designed but still build the website on your own so if you ask me what are the skills you need to get hands-on on are these and please make note of this in your notepads because now you'll have a mental note on what to outsource and what not to outsource. And then in the second part of this podcast, I will tell you when to, when you should actually delegate it, okay? So the first thing that you got to get hands on is in building your own landing pages for generating leads on how you're going to be managing your leads. You got to get hands on, on managing your own email list. And the tool that I recommend is ConvertKit for all of my students. The third thing that you should be able to manage on your own is your learning management system, whichever system that you're using. The fourth thing that you got to delegate, I mean, you got to manage on your own before delegation is editing of your own video content, whether you're gonna be recording videos on your phone, using uh, your basic camera and editing it on InShot, I-N-S-H-O-T, or you wanna be editing this on your laptop using tools like uh, ScreenFlow on Mac, or you're gonna be using Adobe Premiere on your system, or you may also be using a simple tool as uh, Camtasia for all of your editing work on your basic uh, system that you may be having, whether it's a Windows or a Mac. So the whole idea is when you get hands-on on content creation and content editing yourself, you initially it'll be a little bit slow, but you'll be able to churn out content at much faster speeds, you'll be able to roll out courses at much faster speeds than being dependent on somebody. And why this is an important skill is like, for example, in my case, if I have to record a video course, and if I have the idea in my mind, I put put it all into a mind map, I just need like two, three hours to roll out like one course. And of course, all my courses are not very long and stuff. Like it's all short to the point, uh, no beating around the bush, point shorter style teaching. And uh, the reason why, I've been able to get into that flow because of recording a lot of courses over the years. I've done more than 40, 50 courses I've recorded over the years and I keep building one after the next. And I've got more than four, 500 videos on YouTube. So the whole idea is I've been a content creator right from day one and I've been hands-on on videos. So for me to be able to, uh, think about it, conceptualize, record, edit, publish the entire end to end cycle. I don't have to depend on anyone. Okay. Cause now what I've done is I've outsourced my YouTube, Uh, you know, video editing to another team. And because I've had hands-on experience in video editing, I was able to guide them on exactly what they should be doing. And I'm able to extract better quality work because of me having done it myself, hands-on. So back to the list, if you have been having your list with you, uh, all of the content-related stuff... Even this audio editing of this podcast, I'm doing it myself. I'm recording this podcast at like, at like 2 AM right now because I've been really inspired to record on this particular topic. And I thought it's important for me to, you know, share this knowledge with you in this particular podcast. And I don't have to depend on an external team to, you know, edit and publish this podcast. I'm going to do this on my own. So video and audio recording, editing, publishing, uh, managing your own funnels, managing your own website, managing your own email marketing system, managing your own learning management system okay and then another tool that i recommend in my uh, freedom setup challenge is the link tracking system i use a tool called click magic where i'm able to track all the clicks and links from all my different websites and funnels where uh, i can see the progress of my business on a single dashboard so all of this needs to be hands-on so how long should you be doing this before you delegate if you ask me till you're able to create a good enough cash flow and profitability in your business Uh, that you can outsource. So in the initial part of my journey, I also used to run all my ads, my Facebook ads, uh, I was running on my own. And of course, Google ads, I outsourced because that's not my strong area and I did not go deep into it and I wanted to outsource it to somebody who knows what they're doing. But when it comes to driving traffic, I'm talking about paid traffic and performance marketing, it's good that you do it yourself first, end to end. That means uh, designing the landing page, designing the headline and the hooks, Uh, you know setting it up on click funnels or swipe pages or optimize press or doric i i recommend multiple tools that people can choose depending on the cash flow and capacity that they have and i also share different templates in my uh, gold membership level now the whole idea is once you understand how to set up your pages how do you set up the pixels how do you write your ad copy And how do you create the ad creatives, the image creatives as well as the image creatives you can use Canva and the video creatives you can do your own videos. And let's say end to end you do it once even though it's going to take you some time in the initial part of the journey it may take you maybe uh, two days, three days, four days maybe a week to put all of this together. That learning curve that you go through is going to give you a moral authority to such a level that you will feel really good about yourself. And then when you outsource it to somebody else later at the second phase, maybe you want a better designing landing page. You want a better design ad copy. You want a better design, uh, you know, overall funnel and stuff like that. Then you'll be able to actually get better work done by people who who have been doing it for a long time or agency-based stuff. So back to the point is all the system setup, all the content creation setup, all of the you know uh, ad related stuff on traffic generation, if you can handle it on your own, except design, logo design, box design, you I give it to somebody else. That is something that you can get hands on and give yourself one year time, Okay, 12 months, do it yourself and get hands on and get confident in your own skin when it comes to then all of these different skills. And then what you do is you start to delegate and outsource. So when it comes to delegation and outsourcing, how I approach it is, uh, I used to also manage all of my email and uh, customer inquiries, customer support. And I used to answer like 100 to 200 emails per day. And then I hired one person who was more like a general manager of operations who completely took charge of my external communication and, and, and internal communication, all the emails that I actually respond to. and once you're able to get one person who can completely handle the communication the next person that you can get on like what i did was a content manager somebody who can just take my content pieces chop it up and post it on social media and you know do multiple things on it and also clean off all my ads and stuff and the third role that i delegated is a community management so initially i used to manage all my community members i used to you know uh, have a system on how uh, they are nurtured and multiple things and now and then i outsourced and delegated this to an internal team member who manages the community. So a general manager of operations, a content manager, and a community manager are the three roles that I have internally. And I have two support staff to help these three roles. And that I added much later on. But for me to hire this first person, it took me 18 months because I wanted to create a lean system and team. And right now I don't have any office. I work from home. We just have a virtual co-working space for the registration of our company, but all of my team members are virtual. And now I will tell you about what all you can delegate and outsource and at what stage. So let's say you've done it for a year and you've got the hang of the ropes and uh, you've cracked the code on your product and your sales and everything else. And now you have to free up your time to do more sales and to nurture community and outsource everything else at this point you can delegate your communication delegate your content delegate your community management to an internal team and to an external team you can outsource advertising you can outsource your website systems uh, management it doesn't have to be on a monthly basis on a paper task basis you can outsource your video editing you can outsource your design work if you want A really good quality designer to refresh your designs and to create the video thumbnails and to do multiple other things. You can outsource PR that is something that I would not recommend that you do hands-on you know I have a a dedicated PR person who works with me on any kind of uh, you know articles and news articles and publications that I need to get done uh, and in different places and uh, you can also outsource your uh, you know any specific Paper task kind of activities when it comes to managing funnels uh, google ads separately so i have a separate team for facebook ads i have a separate team for google ads and i have all the tracking happening in one single place so overall if you see uh, when is the best time to delegate and outsource it is after getting hands-on and in a knowledge business you don't need to have large teams in internally you can just have project-based teams and you can be very flexible and i like to keep it flexible because nobody is on my payroll except my top three people on my payroll who are more of a project manager type uh, you know folks but everything else is being outsourced uh, to external teams and the reason i'm i'm keeping it flexible is because if somebody is not uh, on point let's say if an agency is not performing well i can switch to another agency and or I, I can even have two parallel agencies running my campaigns and uh, you know more budget will go to the ones who are giving me better results so when it comes to performance marketing, you can do stuff like that, and when it comes to things like editing videos and stuff, it's all paper project. There are some months where you'll have more editing to be done. Some months you will not need that. And of course, I've also outsourced uh, dev work. You know, development work. I have I have built a Polestar uh, platform for my diamond members. By the way, if you'd like to see a demo of that, you can uh, go to sidz.sids.co/diamond and attend my next uh, showcase where I'll be showcasing you uh, the. Pulsar platform which has been a game changer for our diamond members and we are continuously improving it and updating it. So coming back to the main point is when to outsource is once you get hands on and when you outsource and get hands off you'll be having a better moral authority to guide them and to do better. So what is the principle behind whatever I've just shared till now? It is keeping things lean and keeping things at the highest quality and keeping things flexible where your optimization of your business is mainly around the profitability. This kind of a business profitability, I've not seen in any other model because I'm selling digital products, I'm having virtual teams, and there's no manufacturing costs, shipping costs, handling costs, overheads, real estate, like all those costs are not there. So I can actually put that money back into growing my business, into advertising, providing experiences, and multiple other things. And of course, I've not mentioned this, but I have another team that does my events production, And we've been able to do like a fabulous job on events uh, year after year where we've had 500, 600 people and we have basically created like a benchmark in the industry, even when it comes to live experiences for our members. So everything in this world requires people. And the best part is when you know what you want and when you get hands on first, you'll be able to guide these people better to get the better output. And of course, you can also negotiate on price and make sure that you're able to be profitable. That's how you run a digital business uh, that gives you more freedom. So I hope you found this podcast useful. And uh, if you have not subscribed to me on Apple or Spotify, please do that. And if you're listening to this on my blog, please share your comments below on what were your biggest takeaways. If you can share your top three or top five action points that you want to take once you've listened to this, I would highly appreciate reading that and responding. Catch you in the next episode. Bye-bye.